Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Digital Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 143. We are airing Friday, February 17th, 2017, where every week we spend around 20 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in digital marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show this week in Hospitality Digital Marketing, which also airs each Friday at 10.30 a.m. Central U.S. time, a little earlier than we record our podcast. So with that, let's get started. Headline news today for our live show was Hawaii's Outrigger Resort's Dan Waxman shares his great insights. Google doesn't show the same for local search for hotels in mobile versus universal. And Facebook starts going uh, starts giving recommendations. Now, my co-hosts today are, was Edward Saint-Ange from Flip2, Mr. Robert Cole from Rock Cheetah. Um, Ms. Holly Zoba was playing text host for us today. And with us was special guest co-host, Mr. Dan Waxman from the Hawaii's Outrigger Resorts. Now, it's, they're just not located in Hawaii. They're actually located in some amazing properties throughout the Pan-Asian area, including all the way over to the Maldives. Uh, so he has some great um, <laughs> envious destination resorts that we were... Uh, kind of drooling over as we were talking. We do sincerely appreciate that uh, Dan was able to join us. It was 6.30 local, his time, a.m., so he made the extra effort to get up even that much earlier and sound intelligently coherent and wonderful and engaging. Of course, we taunted him with the fact that he had grown out uh, quite the lumberjack beard, which he swore to us he was going to be shaving off uh, prior to his trip to New York next week to join us all at HSMAI's Digital Marketing Conference on Wednesday. And I think he might also be attending the Adrians on Tuesday evening, but we'll speak to that a little later into the show today to remind everyone of next week's events. Uh, We do this podcast, of course, to support HSMAI uh, and give content associated to the weekly changes that happen in digital marketing when it comes to, well, just all things hospitality. Uh, some of the interesting conversations, one is that uh, Dan did point out to us that Outrigger was just recently acquired. Now, they had been a family-owned company for 60-plus years, uh, and they were just recently acquired uh, because the family wanted to kind of probably enjoy their life now rather than worry about running hotels. Uh, so they sold to KSL, which has a, quite a variety of amazing destination luxury resort properties. So it was an excellent acquisition. They know how to handle the business. They know how to handle the types of properties that Outrigger represents. So we talked a little bit about how that new, fresh perspective, new, fresh ideas, and as he was jokingly saying, new, fresh uh, uh, budgets were coming in uh, to see what can be done about changing their market presence. Um we have always looked to Dan as being one of the avid authorities on how it is to handle your your wholesalers, your consortiums, your travel marketers, your OTAs. Uh, if anybody is even remotely familiar with the Hawaiian market, imagine as a marketer that you are in the same location as all of your competition. Now, you say that in the sense that, well, I am in my own city. It's like, no, your city competes with other cities. Hawaii is Hawaii, and each island is different in that regards as well. So what you're offering where your hotel is located is very 
slightly different. Um, it's very slightly different. That's contrast, isn't it? Um, very much the same and slightly different compared to your competitors. Little nuances. Uh, one thing that Robert pointed out was out of the seven hotels that are on the beach, where we were talking about with Dan, uh, two of them really aren't on the beach. They don't have a beach. Erosion has kind of taken that away, but of course they still can lay claim to being on the beach. Knowing those subtle differences can literally define your market share and presence uh, by how and what you say about yourselves or your competitors, to, for that matter. Uh, then also consider, too, that you are all relying upon the same airlift and on the same cruise boats, the same methodology of your business getting there. Now, this is something that was equated by one of our guests um, uh, listeners from Curacao, who was very interested in asking Dan about uh, questions in relationship to um, what, how do you track your, your feeder markets, not your hub where the flights come from, like the Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego markets, uh, for him in particular, but rather who, who feeds those markets for them to travel to. And he says that any of the island's um, tourism boards, because the island is so structured on tourism, especially in Hawaii and so forth, are most excellent about giving them uh, geolocation business from the airlines as to the source of those who then get arriving on the airplanes that bring them to Hawaii. The airlines are very generous in offering this, that kind of information because they want the hotels to get better at catering the demand interest for those airlift uh, uh, dedications that they give. Of course, they want to be able to bring more planes into Hawaii, uh, so they don't want to do the marketing alone. So they're very good about sharing that within the uh, destination marketing programs that are existing on the islands, and that in turn gets shared to the hotels. So that was an interesting insight from him as well. Um, also talked about how far up in the funnel that they, he dialogues with people, the aspirational traveler. Um, is it something that he waits until just before they're ready to make the conversion to ensure that he's right there in front of that, that uh, acquisition? Or does he really try to cultivate and incubate the relationship through the process? Uh, one remarkable study says is that with his hotels, he has an excess of 50% return retention. Uh, he was very adamant about the fact, he says, I may not get them the first time, but there is no excuse why I should not get them 100% uh, the second time. And that is a tribute to the service levels that his um, that Alvarigo tries to perform while you're at their properties to make it that they are the de facto destination for your return to Hawaii, um, which I find is a very strong marketing message to be made for all of us in that sense that uh, sometimes we spend too much time on our new acquisitions of guests and we don't spend near enough time in the value proposition and relationship with our return guests. And that brought us into more conversations of the, what the differences between loyalty versus rewards versus recognition programs and how they can be and should be tailored uh, to trying to drive that returnability of your first time guests to being second time guests only to you course that talked about the competition with OTAs and how they've tried to combat some of the OTA issues in Hawaii with uh, the usage of meta search programs kind of playing in the same field as OTAs uh, the up and rising um, Facebook dat uh, advertisement the uh, uh, the um, Facebook ads for uh, for travel designated ads for travel dynamic ads for travel excuse me um, to better finite and put a sharper point to the pencil as to the demographics associated with acquiring a more optimum guest that will have a higher propensity to return because they're tailoring the the um, the diminishment of disappointment to the project that if they're bringing people into the hotel, we want the hotel, as he says it, to be what they expected when they got there, not to be something different, which hurts us in the ability to re retain them as a second-time guest. So he really wants to make sure that if you're going to get a guest in, it's not just because they're coming to the destination and you had the luck of the draw, but rather you were tailoring your messaging so that the message matched 
the product and the product matched the guest so that the propensity for them to return a second time just to you is exceptionally high and well gifted to that program. Then we start talking about engagements with guests and with Ed and so forth. Uh, with Dan and we had a, and Robert as well, and we had quite a lively discussion as to uh, surveying and profiling and uh, defining the guest. And Ed made an excellent, excellent point when it came to um, one of the worst things that we as hoteliers can do is to post-survey a guest because we're asking them whether they, even if they had a great time, to be critical of us as to what to improve. So we're leaving the last lingering communication, asking them to bring themselves down to a negativity, and then that's the last time we talk to them. And if somebody had a terrible time, there must at least have been one or good things to it, but we're only asking them to focus on the bad and a post-survey. And so again, we're only leaving the bad taste in their mouth afterwards, the last communication of their transition through their stay with us as being a negative request. I thought that was a very profound statement to say that we should just take that out and instead put that into the context of engaging with the guests while they're at the property to make immediate satisfaction changes to any disappointment they have. And thereby, their only experience when they leave is a good one. Even if it had a bump in the road, so to speak, we addressed it in the process of their stay with the guests. So it was a great conversation for that. Um, we also talked about the fact that anything, and this was another one, uh, it was full of great profound statements today in the live show. And, and Dan, of course, contributed to this, which inspired this conversation. It, it was a point of saying that anything that you can do in a pre-arrival letter that diminishes what you're already asking your front desk to do is a good pre-arrival letter. So anything from pre-check-ins to pre-interest to, to pre-reservations to anything that you can get them engaged with that diminishes the need for the front desk to do it in the original arrival is a good pre-arrival letter. And the point that I think that I, drew, I got from that the most was out of all the emails that you're sending these people in your pre-stay, post-stay, confirmation, so forth and so on, the pre-arrival letter is one of the most critical and best opened engagements. Because why? They're coming to see you. And if you're sending them something just before they're coming to see you, there is a very, very, very high opportunity for them to want to open it up and see what it is, whether it's a unique offer, which it should be in the sense of a value add or things to remember or to be prepared for or to be um, uh, able to, to take advantage of. It, it should be always a positive thing and always something, back to the earlier point, that can help make their arrival that much smoother if it can be handled before they arrive. So I thought it was an excellent point that the pre-arrival letter really has the highest open opportunity and highest impact to setting the stage for the expectations and realities of what their arrival uh, at your property would be. So great article, uh, a great conversation, essentially, not a great article, but great conversation. Dan was with us for uh, over an hour and a half. I think, no, just shy of an hour and a half, I should say. And uh, it was wonderful to have him. He seemed to enjoy it himself. And he says he'll come back sans the beard, which we'll see uh, next week, whether he did uh, decide to do the old uh, shave the lumberjack beard off. And uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we hope that he does come back to the show. Some of the, the articles that we did hit on briefly within the show that I'd like to spend a few more extra minutes on here. Uh, some of them, one was from Cody. Now, those who may not be familiar with Cody, uh, Cody is um, kodidi.com is a meta search platform dashboard provider actually not dashboard they actually provide a dashboard that allows the, you to handle your your purchase metrics within the meta search programs your bid management programs and so forth they have a great dashboard when it comes to that 
Um, and they have a great blog. If, you're, if you've ever wanted to follow or get better in tune with MetaSearch as a platform of use, which you should, we recommend it, I recommend it quite highly on a regular basis, uh, going to their blog is a great source. They're, they're very prolific about their information, and it's very good information. It's not that salesy, uh, but wait, there's more, click and let us do a demo kind of stuff, which always frustrates me. They, they give you the superficial, they give you a great headline to tease you. They get there, the content is stale or very uh, superficial or thin and the only way you're hoping to get the detail that drove you there is that you got to go through the process of signing up connecting to listening to a demo field through a call or something they don't do that which i'm glad they do they of course they, they have their sales pitches but it's nice that that's not the way to always get the data for that um and so with that in mind the uh the article itself was talking about Google and the difference between Google's rendering within the hotel ads, local universal, uh, which is used to be known as your, your knowledge panel and your organic search, okay, and your map results. Uh, what they were saying, and I'll read this through because I think they read, they read it, they write it well enough to be read better than me try to interpret what was written. It says, I was drawn recently to a new filtering feature of the local universal search called the Max Price Night Slider. We see most of the volume of our clients go through local universal and Google is encouraging the user to decide on their upper spending limit. So you actually can do a slider that says, I don't want to pay more than this. And then they're only going to render options below that level. Uh, this change in uh, to local universal didn't seem that significant until I noticed the deals toggle and map results filtering options and how it noticeably was absent from the local universal filtering options. Based on what I've seen, the big uh, the deals flag is presented starting when the hotel's rate is 10 to 15% lower than its average price in that same time period. How users interact with each product is also significant. Map results is higher in the funnel, and users may not be as tied down to a hotel or specific area, which makes them more apt to be influenced by good deals. The deals experience could also influence how users interact with map results. For example, someone stranded at an airport after a canceled flight may use map results instead of local universal if they are familiar with both products and they're looking for a good deal. And the point that he makes out of this is quite good for advertisers. This could lead to a spike in map results spend for a certain property if it received the deals treatment. Google does not currently expose this in reporting. However, this could be very valuable to advertisers who could decide whether it makes sense to increase investment for a property to capture additional volume when the deal tag is active. So the article goes on after that, but it makes the point. So even that slight nuance, and we had this from conversation from before when Google added the, uh, the rate trends for hotels in its map results just recently, which brought it on par with the flight trends. If you're looking for flights and the trend for a price to be either going up or down in your market and in, and in relationship to you, uh, how much of a nuance, just a nudge like that, can literally change the impact of your conversion value. And I take the example of saying that how oftentimes do we talk about that somebody has booked, they've, they've chosen your hotel, and then just as a last minute option, they decide to go over and check TripAdvisor to see massively recent horrible ratings of service or product or whatever, and they end up canceling the reservation with you because of the bad reviews. How to would it also be if they already booked with you, thought that they go to good rate, everything was fine and wonderful, and then they scroll down and see that in fact the rate was at its peak compared to a day later, or maybe just to change venue that there's another place that is cheaper, and you're not the cheapest, and yet you're at peak at the rate, you're at the top end of that rate. They might cancel the reservation with you, having been satisfied with it before, only because they felt that they're being taken advantage of being at the apex of cost compared to another option. So those little nuances can in fact change, which brings us to another uh, of the articles, and that was that Facebook is offering hotel recommendations. 
uh, kind of interesting. Now, again, all these articles um, uh, are available in our, our show notes, which you can find for this episode at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast forward, forward slash the numbers 143. That is the post that will have not only a, a replay of this podcast, but also all of the links and discussion points uh, associated with um, our discussions today. So uh, Facebook, again, now getting their hands into the hotel recommendation business where they're going to be recommending hotels. Um, here, it's actually off of SiteMinder. Let me go over and take a pull of this. Um, oh, and then while we're talking about this also is Facebook is now going over it with their videos are coming up and they're going to start showing up on Apple TV as an app. Uh, as well as Amazon Fire and Samsung Smart TVs. Facebook is going to start doing its own video channel. From an advertiser's point of view, this is absolutely golden. Um, there was the concern that Facebook was going to peak on its app's availability in the sense of what it could service by 2018 because of the density of ads that it has versus the amount of spaces that it allows advertising to be in. This opens up a huge floodgate of opportunity of additional ad places that you can go. Plus, with the demographic profiling capability, the viewership profiling capability, and the interfacing of those who are getting off the, uh, the, the so-called cord cutters from the Comcast, DirecTV worlds, and so forth, and they're relying more upon their, their Kindles and their Fires and their Apple TVs and so forth, that is a huge play on Facebook's part to uh, have done that. Um, and... Sorry, we're opening up the other ad for this. While I was speaking with this also, there's another interesting point about Pinterest while I'm looking at the Facebook part. Um, Pinterest is, uh, ironically now, their first choice. As the statement goes in the headline, this is from Adweek, says he say yes to the pin. Pinterest users save, nine, save 900 million wedding-related pins every year. 900 million related pins. They say 81% of engaged pinners say they begin planning on Pinterest before the question was even popped. Considering that uh, the not.com hotel wedding or the wedding planner.com and so forth have been fighting for this ability to be first option on wedding planners and how Pinterest has just decided to roll in and be that first place that even before the question gets popped, they're looking at things on Pinterest and creating a catalog of things that they are thinking about should and when they decide to get married to them. Uh, let's see some other stats that they showed in the article 40 million people incorporate pinterest into their wedding plans each year pinners save 900 million and conduct 378 million wedding related searches 27 percent of pinners plan for their wedding several times per day compared to 18 percent of non-pinners 81 percent of engaged pinners say they begin planning on pinterest before they question you yeah, that same way we just stated um wow just amazing so for our smurf business uh, group holders if you're not doing something in Pinterest, and Pinterest has a very robust advertising platform as well, they've tried to be as aggressive as possible because so many other social platforms have recently passed them by. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that this is a place, this is a very fertile ground for your Smurf wedding planners um, to be in front of these people that are looking to do their wedding plans even before they're getting asked to get married. Um, the article I was referring to came out of SiteMinder for Facebook. Sorry, I got it opened up a little late than I wanted to for the podcast here. How will Facebook's newest features affect your hotel? Uh, and that is the events feature and then the recommendations feature. Uh, again, you can see all these links on our podcast uh, post, uh, which is at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. Um, the rest of these ones were looking good. I think we've covered most of the ones I wanted to with this. Um, 
We're at about the 20 minute mark, which is where we like to go over and keep the podcast. So we don't have to ask you to pause it and hopefully return for the latter half of it. We can just get the podcast into your commute or workout or shower or whenever it is that you guys and girls listen to us. Um, oh, one point I want to make, we're going to expound on this on the next week's show, uh, even though we're going to be covering post-conference for next Friday, uh, will be also the interesting article of Skift. Now, I'm not a big fan of Skift. I think it's too, too con- candy, fluffy, sensationalist, without not a lot of context. But it brought up a great comment that I have to agree with. It resonated with me. And the headline read, Hotel revenue managers say they want a revolution. Now, from a year ago, everybody with revenue management was talking about, and I speak to several revenue managers. Matter of fact, I'll be running around with Rosset, which is HSMEI's Revenue Optimization Continued Education Training Program. I'll be in six cities in two months uh, doing that program. It's a great program. And my uh, podium um, pulpit, as it were, would be in relationship to integrating digital and, rev- and revenue management. And this has been a, a, a drumbeat of mine for well, uh, for several years. And last year seemed like it was finally beginning to resonate with people that, especially revenue managers, that they need to blend with digital marketers. Problem is, nothing's changed. Not from the revenue managers. Now, there are some that have embraced it and done it. Of course, there's always those exceptions. But for, as an industry as a whole, revenue managers want this to happen, but they want somebody else to seemingly do this. So I'm going to incorporate this into my presentations in Rocket um, in the coming weeks, but we definitely will bring it up on next week's show as well. Uh, Some of the little interesting things, Periscope uh, videos have been now added to Twitter's Explore tab. For those that are not familiar with Twitter in a personal sense, Twitter Explore tab is a lot like a news feed. It's not just because something's trending because of popularity, but Explore because it's related to things that you follow or are being followed by. So it gives you a chance to explore interesting topics, kind of again, like a news feed. And they've now pushed Periscope videos into that Explore tab. So there is, and we do always co-cast on Periscope uh, when we do the live show. We do it on YouTube Live, Periscope Live, um, uh, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and then we do their live broadcasts in general. Uh, all of that, again, can also be found on hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com, in that case, forward slash live. Um, and so the Periscope has been added to Twitter's Explore tab. Amazon is having created what they call a Skype killer, and that's called Amazon Chime. It's supposed to be a frustration-free online meetings with exceptional audio and video quality on the Amazon platform. For those that think of Amazon and think of only their Amazon services, or uh, it's it's there's there's a lot to Amazon. Their databasing, their cloud services. Uh, there there's a lot more to Amazon than just the retail products and so forth that you see throughout the news and distribution in Amazon Prime. So there we have it. Uh, quick fast roundup of lots of fun topics that we were able to hit today. Um, half of these were in the live show. So if you feel like you want to get a little bit more of a conversation to some of these topics, you can join the live show at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live show forward slash one, excuse me, eight zero, which was today's live show where we talked about most of these articles. And of course, to play back this podcast uh, or in with the show notes, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash um podcast forward slash one four three now with that we are oh i do want to remind everyone um every monday we do what's called the monday marketing minute this was inspired from questions that we get from this podcast as also with the live show that we don't often get to get back to on the podcast or the live show for a variety of reasons one either we've covered the topic before or it's a repeat of something we've said or it just needs a short answer and this is because we know that not many uh, not a lot of people always have the ability to go out and just talk to their agency or they don't even know who their agency are or their brand and they don't know who to talk to or they don't like the answer they got so we try to answer some of these questions last monday or this past 13th 
uh, I talked about in email uh, sources, uh, platforms that you can use from your perspective. It was mainly targeted towards independent hotels, uh, brands. You have your solutions in place, so you don't really have this option to go off on your own and do email sends. But for those who do, um, there's things like Constant Contact, MailChimp, and so forth. So I had a nice couple of minutes segment on who they are, what they are, what your options are, and where to go discover them with links as well. And that's on uh, hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash marketing dash minute forward slash number eight. Um, or you can just go to Marketing Minute and you'll see it there. So uh, with that, uh, remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, TalkShoe, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Uh, no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave us a comment. If you'd like to send me a topic or question to either put into the Marketing Minute or on the podcast or to bring to the attention of the live show, you can reach me at podcast at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. I'll be happy to always reply to everyone that sends me an email through that. Uh, also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show or any um, any of those platforms. Um, and of course, the archive of all the previous podcasts, there's 143 of them, uh, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1030 Central U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing or simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. And with that, we're at the 24-minute mark. My name is Lauren Gray, host of the podcast, hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. Hoping you have a great weekend, a great next week, and we look forward to you joining us next Friday. Till then, thank you. You have been listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray. Presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests and do not reflect upon HSMAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcast and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com is in violation. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.